Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on Spotify. I'm your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Time for Another Great Awakening. We live in an age of unbelief. The foundations of American life are eroding. America is entering an uncharted revolutionary time. We are no longer the America of our founders, or even the America that existed 20 years ago. We are in trouble, and a cataclysm of ominous events may soon overwhelm us. We need a national spiritual revival. Two seminal revival movements were such game-changing events in American history that historians were compelled to call them Great Awakenings. The first Great Awakening in the mid-1700s created the moral climate for the Declaration of Independence and the founding of a new country conceived in liberty that would truly become a light to the nations. The Second Great Awakening in the mid-1800s was even more potent and culminated with Abraham Lincoln and the abolition of slavery. As a result of this movement, the United States has liberated more people economically, politically, and spiritually than any other nation in history. The problems of America today cannot be solved by politicians or our broken culture. We need another great awakening on a scale and resolve equal to the first two. There are some hopeful signs that this may be happening. In February this year, a large and spontaneous worship service ran nonstop for about two weeks at a small Christian college in Kentucky. The occasion at Ashbury University was so galvanizing that people flew in from around the country, overflowing outside the college's chapel to participate in the praying, singing, and discussions. More than 200,000 people converged on the small town. There was no desire for publicity. No famous Christian speakers or bands attended. 
The only draw was the powerful presence of God. Many remained in line for hours to pray for just a few minutes because they realized the blessings of God were flowing in the chapel. The spiritual cry spread out from Ashbury to 37 other colleges, granting many young people the freeing experience of spiritual renewal. More than 200 teams of students have been sharing testimonies about the revival in churches since then, with hundreds more going out this summer. Massive public baptisms were held this past summer at Pirate's Cove in California. Pastors Bart Francie and Greg Laurie and hundreds of churches in South Carolina or South uh, California baptized more than 8,000 people at these events. Greg Laurie was active in the original Jesus movement in the 1970s, and his story was recently told in the movie Jesus Revolution, produced by Angel Studios, which surprised critics and Hollywood alike with large box office receipts. Angel Studios has also produced the chosen television television series depicting Jesus and the Twelve Disciples, which has become very popular using only crowdfunding donations to cover production costs. Many more events could be mentioned. While these happenings are hopeful, we are still a long way from a national revival. These days, many citizens disapprove of expressions of faith in God as the provider of all human rights. Many think their rights come from the government. Sadly, only a calamity of unspeakable proportions will enough people come to re-examine their attitudes towards faith and founding principles that a broad spiritual renewal can occur. In 2001, on the Sunday following 9-11, churches nationwide were suddenly filled as if it were Easter morning. It seemed people widely felt that America needed repentance before God, that he allowed such monstrous evil to visit our land. But the repentance was not to last. This tragedy was only a one-day event, and within a few weeks church attendance started to dwindle, and any thoughts of repentance were forgotten. Since then, church attendance has reached a new, new lows following the COVID years. We may be on the path to combined financial, moral, civil, and geopolitical crisis that could extend for many years. This is no one-day event. There are no easy answers to what lies ahead. People already sense trouble and are starting to pay attention. We don't need a transformed nation. We need a restored nation. And that happens only through a change in individual attitudes and beliefs towards the divine providence of God. Believers will receive mockery and rejection when they exercise their faith with authenticity and courage. Yet the church is most vibrant and closest to God when under earthly persecution. That was true in the first century, and it is true today. Followers of Christ must push past whatever ridicule and opposition awaits us and answer our calling.
There is an old saying that hope is not a strategy. In circumstances, however, the world is failing, and hope in him is all we have left. We take back the nation by praying, repenting to the Lord, and acknowledging that the republic will fail without our hearts returning to him. We must call upon divine providence and plead for mercy. We know that God responds to those who cry out to him. Only through him can national revival come, and the blessings it brings becomes possible. He watches over us today, just as he did in generations past. Keep the faith, be encouraged, and keep praying. May another great awakening arise in this dark, uncertain time. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Enough of the mainstream media pushing whatever the government tells them to push. Enough being told as white people that we should be ashamed of our white skin. Enough of watching our white history being erased to appease non-white people in our white Christian nation. Listen to Behind the Hood every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday exclusively here on AltRightTV.com. The Invisible Knight brings you one news article, gives you his opinion on it, all in 15 minutes. If you want the truth, that's what you'll get on Behind the Hood. Your daily dose of truth. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.
dot kkk national office dot com see what we're about at least i think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want the change america needs the knights party is truly america's last hope our email address is national office at the knights party dot com Send us an email asking how you can help. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for sticking around uh, for the second part of the show here. Uh, To go with that commentary, that commentary is very truthful. America does need a Christian revival, but we need a white Christian revival. Um, I do believe our forefathers were um, what you would call today uh, Christian identity. They knew who our ancestors were, uh, the Israelites spoken of in the Bible. And, uh, you know, God's laws was based from there, uh, from our foundings. Now, today, we have what uh, is called One World Churches, churches that accept homosexuals, they uh, accept miscegenators, uh, race mixers, that is. Uh, and, you know, they claim that this is all well and good. Uh, there are so many false churches in America today. Uh, you have to be very, very careful what church you choose. Now, uh, my advice is if you find a local church and you think, oh, gee, this is all great and grand, this uh, uh, preacher's telling me the truth, after the service, walk up and ask that preacher what he thinks, uh, if he thinks homosexuality is a sin. Most will agree that they know homosexuality is a sin, yet they allow them into the church. Now, many uh, preachers, uh, because of indoctrination, Jewish indoctrination, they don't even know themselves that race mixing is a sin. Uh, but th- that is... Uh, proven in the Bible that race mixing is a sin. So, you know, they don't know anything about that. But if uh, your uh, new preacher agrees with you that homosexuality is a sin, ask him uh, the following Sunday to preach a sermon about homosexuality being a sin. If he does not do that, that is not the church. That is not a Christian church and not one you want to belong to. Um, people, listeners may be wondering what I mean by one world churches and the best way that, um, that you can learn about what I'm talking about, these one world churches and these false prophets of today, uh, pastor Thomas Robb, the uh, pastor at the Christian revival center in Harrison, Arkansas. Uh, I believe he has written many books, I believe nine uh, to date. His very first book, and I believe that was uh, released in 2012, was titled The Last Church. That has a wealth of information that you as a Christian, or claim to be Christian, or even think uh, that you are Christian, you need to read. Uh, You can get a copy of that book for $10.00. Uh, Send your $10 check or money order and request The Last Church, written by Thomas Robb, and send that to the Christian Revival Center, P.O. Box 
7602, Harrison, Arkansas, 7602, and request that book. Um, like I said, that is a wealth of information contained in that book. Um, it is explained uh, in a simple way that anyone uh, can understand the book. It's not big words. It's not, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to twist things to make you believe something. It's uh, straightforward, straight in your face truth about today's One World Churches and what they're all about. Um, going with that, a, a white Christian revival is what we need in America. Not these One World Church revivals. Because if a church uh, allows homosexuals and miscegenators into their church, they're not Christian. So, you know, uh, uh, these churches to claim that they want a Christian revival nationwide is what they want nationwide is a satanic rebellion spread. Because this is where their doctrine comes from. Uh, also, if you want to hear a good sermon, go to YouTube and look up the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. The Sunday sermons in Harrison, there at the Christian Revival Center, uh, are uh, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Now, everybody can't drive across the country to attend uh, the Christian Revival Center service, but there on YouTube, uh, each sermon, uh, Sunday sermon, is usually available between uh, Monday and Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, and it is posted on uh, YouTube. Uh, let me look here. I believe it's also somewhere else. Uh, I listen to it on YouTube, but uh, let me check here. Uh, see if I can find this. I apologize, I'm going through uh, the latest torch, which also, uh, if you uh, write to the Christian Revival Center uh, and send in your $10 check or money order uh, for the last church, um, also ask to be signed up to the torch uh, newsletter. That is uh, produced uh, by Thomas Robb at the Christian Revival Center, and that is a monthly uh, addition that can be mailed to your home uh, absolutely free. And uh, you know what? I'm not seeing. Okay, here we go. Uh, the service is also uh, uh, broadcasting its weekly sermons on Rumble. So uh, check that out. Rumble, and I believe there is uh, uh, another place as well. But anyhow, there, Rumble or uh, YouTube, and uh, check out the sermons from Pastor Thomas Robb. If you want to hear a good, true uh, sermon that doesn't water things down, uh, check out those sermons. Now, here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, One World Churches, and what they promote. Uh, this article comes from Politico.com. The headline is, Pope gives noble Chinese people a shout-out at Mass in Mongolia. First of all, Chinese aren't white. 
So if the Pope is giving a shout-out to non-whites, he is not Christian, because miscegenation is a sin. And I say this a lot on the show, a lot of people think miscegenation is just having uh, sex with uh, non-whites, and it is not. It is um, uh, finding companionship with non-whites. That is also miscegenation. The Pope's own words right here, and this is just in the headline, is promoting miscegenation. Miscegenation is a sin. The Pope should know that, but he doesn't. Um, uh, so let's get into this here. Uh, he said, I asked Chinese Catholics to be good Christians and good citizens, he said. Right here. Chinese cannot be Christian. Um... Pope Francis sent a special greeting to China's noble people on Sunday, giving them a special shout-out at the end of the Mass celebrated in neighboring Mongolia during the first-ever uh, papal visit that was largely overshadowed by Beijing and its crackdown on religious minorities. Uh, Francis brought up, the brought up to the altar the retired and current bishops of Hong Kong, Cardinal John Han Tong and Cardinal-elect Stephen Chow, clasped their hands and told the crowd that included many mainline Chinese pilgrims that he wished them well. You know, I'm not even getting any further uh, into this. What the Pope is uh, promoting here, uh, not only miscegenation, but giving a shout-out to the enemies of America. Chinese, China is a communist country. How could you give a shout-out to enemies of America? So not only miscegenation, he is uh, promoting white genocide as well. Now this is just one example of uh, the Catholic Church's Pope, Francis, celebrating miscegenation and celebrating white genocide. Would you call this a good church? Would you call Pope Francis a, a, a good person? Of course not. Not what he's promoting. This is just one example of the one world church that I'm talking about. It's not just one church. It's many that are combining to make one big um, blasphemy against God. So, uh, like I said, the commentary is spot on. We do need a Christian revival, but what we need is a white Christian revival. This is America, after all. It is a white Christian nation. Uh, uh, we need a revival, not for the Zulu tribes and uh, uh, people like that. We don't need a revival for the non-whites in America. Uh, we need a revival from white people, God's chosen people, that have turned their backs on God. Uh, to, you know, uh, uh, to hell with the rest of the other race, uh, races in America. Uh, so, you know, uh, here they tried to make this... Uh, uh, a commentary sound very uh, good and, uh, you know, like the, uh, this was a, a good thing. 
when in all reality, it was not. It was not. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand the truth because they've never heard the truth. They open up the Bible and they, uh, you know, uh, uh, people automatically, because it's the Bible, the truth is in the Bible, but with the Jewish twist that was added to the Bible was meant to deceive us of who we actually are and what God's laws actually were and still are uh, in today's times. So when you're just getting the interpretations from people like Pope Francis and all of these other um, uh, satanic, part of the satanic rebellion preachers out there that accept homosexuality, they uh, accept race mixing, these are part of the satanic rebellion. And you're not going to have a white Christian revival in America with Satanists at the helm. So, uh, like I said, look hard and close at the church you attend. Uh, you know, many people, I'm sure even some of my listeners attend church, and you think, oh, no, this is uh, great and good. It makes you feel good to go to church on Sunday, uh, uh, hear a sermon, uh, mostly full of lies. People, a lot of people have never heard the truth and the truth proven to them. So uh, check out the Christian Revival Center sermons there on YouTube. Make sure you add uh, Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. It should be right at the top. Uh, also, uh, mail in a check or money order for $10 to the Christian Revival Center and ask Thomas Robb to send you a copy of his book, The Last Church. Also, ask to be uh, signed up to receive the Torch newsletter uh, uh, from Pastor Rob in the Christian Revival Center. That's free. You receive that every month, free. Uh, there's a lot of insight in those. Uh, a lot of eye-opening uh, articles uh, in there. Uh, so uh, ch definitely check that out. There I wanted to start with, uh, uh, you know, when I picked that article about the Pope, I wasn't even thinking how uh, that tied exactly in with the uh, the commentary piece, uh, but it did. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about these peaceful migrants that uh, old Jelly uh, tells us. Uh, are these nice, friendly people coming here? Uh, for a new life. They're not coming here for a new life. They're coming for your life, your children's life. Uh, this comes from the Daily Caller. And the headline is, Illegal immigrant allegedly slaps police officer trying to confiscate banned motorbike and gets arrested. An illegal immigrant in New York City was arrested August 31st after allegedly slapping a police officer who was attempting to confiscate her unregistered motorbike, reports say. Uh, Bali Baba Rodriguez, 20, was charged with resisting arrest, obstruction of governmental administration, and harassment after allegedly striking an officer with an open hand. Thursday night, officials stated, uh, according to the New York Post. The incident reportedly began when law enforcement officials and the NYPD arrived 
at the uh, Stratford Arms Hotel, a residence hall for the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, that has been turned into a migrant shelter to confiscate nine bicycles as well as a motorcycle and a scooter that had been illegally chained to a pole outside the building, the West Side Rag reported. The confiscation was done in response to community complaints regarding mopeds, scooters, and bikes parked in the area at NYPD, spokesperson told the outlet. Rodriguez allegedly confronted the police officers during the confiscation, striking one officer. Real, don't these sound like real nice people? Uh, even the females uh, are violent. You know, already, already, these scumbags don't want to follow our laws. And, and this was a simple law. Uh, the, the police were trying to simply confiscate these, these illegal bikes, motorbikes, and scooters. That's all. And attacked. Imagine if this was a serious thing that the police were after one of these scumbags for. Uh, murder, rape, sex trafficking, drug, uh, drug sales. Imagine what would happen then. You know, if you have this one scumbag female ready to slap a police officer over a stupid bike, imagine if she would have been caught doing something more illegal, which I'm sure is going on. Uh, they just, just wasn't caught with that yet. But my point is, if they'll attack a police officer over a bike, imagine what they would do to a police officer with uh, some serious charges. Friendly people. Um, when law enforcement officials attempted to take Rodriguez into custody, she reportedly resisted attempts to be handcuffed. The outlet continued. Rodriguez has since been released without bail and is due back in New York criminal court on October 19th, the outlet said. Yeah, by, t by October 19th, this dirtbag will be long gone. She won't, they'll find this dirtbag when she commits another more serious crime. Out on bail for slapping a police officer. And you wonder why police officers don't want to be police officers anymore? They're attacked by this brown turd. And she walks without bail. Imagine how that cop feels it was slapped. You think he feels betrayed? If he doesn't, he should. Uh, and resisting attempts to be handcuffed. Gee, it sounds like another race we already have in America, doesn't it? You know, the one that bitches because the police officers are forced to use lethal action uh, because they don't know how to conduct themselves. Sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? Now we have even more. Uh, Rodriguez was arrested in July. Here we go. Listen to this. Uh, Rodriguez was arrested in July for felony assault after an alleged attack on her boyfriend and is a current resident of the Stafford Arms, the New York Post reported. Why is this uh, dirtbag even still in America? Why? Committed a felony and out on the streets to slap an officer. What in the hell is going on in America today? Uh, residents who live near uh, the Stratford Arms, located in New York City's Upper West Side, have complained to the city officials about the influx of migrants into their neighborhood. 
noting the increase in noise, litter, and public disruptions. The worst part is at night, the noise. It starts about 10 o'clock and it'll go until 4 in the morning, playing music and racing their motocross and motorbikes up and down the streets. Uh, Lady Gaga's father, Joe Germanotta, complained to the New York Post in August. Uh, uh, producing a daughter uh, such as Lady Gaga, uh, uh, her father ought to, uh, you know, stick his head up his ass and hide somewhere instead of making uh, uh, a public comment or, or uh, uh, being out in comment. You'd think this uh, a father would have some shame. Apparently not. Let's see what else we have. And here we're going to talk. This woman, every time I see her in the news, I cannot stand uh, this woman. Uh, I can't stand. The look of this woman. I'm sorry, I, I tapped the article and uh, uh, my thing here disappeared and it did again. Uh, so I cannot get to that article. It um uh, it was from the God uh, We Got This Cover dot com, and the headline: the uh, This is the most out of touch thing. Oprah Winfrey's gratitude for ten thousand donations uh, for Maui fundraisers. Uh, it was about her and uh, I believe The Rock. Uh, I'm not positive about The Rock, and uh, you know what? Maybe. Let me see if I can get to this article on another device. See, that's what uh, uh, we white people do. We figure things out. And here we go. Uh, uh, the article from wegotdiscovered.com. Uh... This is the most out-of-touch thing. Oprah Winfrey's gratitude donations to Maui Fund fundraises volume of an existing question. Here you have this uh, uh, black uh, oppressed um, uh, female advertised Weight Watchers for many years, weighed probably uh, 300 pounds or more. Uh, that I think is where I lost my trust for Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, because uh, you know promoting a, a weight loss diet when you weigh 300 pounds, and for years you do this and you still weigh 300 pounds, uh, you're nothing but a bullshitter. Uh, you're a scam artist. And here we have uh, uh, Oprah sitting a picture here, sitting at, at her desk, uh, like she is concerned. The unabated ire that Oprah Winfrey, yes, and Dwayne Johnson currently face commenced after the duo established their Maui Wildfire Relief Fund and requested the public to donate to it, despite having a combined net worth that easily crosses several billion dollars. The backlash over the mega-rich celebs expecting the common folks to shell out dollars is not expected to die anytime soon. At least not at least when it's two focal points 
who are uh, strangely or deliberately unaware of the negative feedback keep pushing the agenda. Here you have Oprah Winfrey constantly, constantly promoting oppression. Black people are oppressed, and she's a billionaire. And she uh, uh, donated, I forget what it was, I think she bought them some water or, or some stupid uh, uh, supplies that I'm, I'm sure were uh, exhausted before she even left uh, the island, asking people to donate, and she is a billionaire. A billionaire. Don't you think that she could, uh, and the same with Dwayne Johnson, don't you think they could each donate a couple of million dollars each? Don't you think? You know, if they were big donors and asking other people to donate, that would be a different thing. But when you got two bum-ass millionaires asking you to donate money while they sit on their stash, that's a little ridiculous, but this is just the attitude of Hollywood. The attitude of Hollywood, and actually Oprah uh, being black, this is the uh, attitude of black people. Now, I don't know the deal with Dwayne Johnson, uh, which I, you know, Dwayne Johnson, I'm not sure of his ethnicity either. Um, I always thought he was white, but you know, he is... Uh, a little dark skin. So anyhow, I don't know, but I do know Oprah's black. Uh, black is the ace of spades. And here, asking people to donate money while she sets on her stacks. You know, that's kind of like pushing her Weight Watchers uh, for years while she uh, weighed 300 pounds or more maybe even. Uh, asking people to buy Weight Watchers if they wanted to lose weight when obviously it isn't working for her, and then ask people to donate money while she sits on hers. What, what a, a piece of trash. Piece of trash. Anything, you know, it's a publicity stunt, too. You don't hear too much from Okra anymore. She's uh, washed up, has been. She's a billionaire, but she's still a, a washed up, has been. And this is just the way to get her name uh, out into the limelight again. Uh, even And this is another thing that I always say. Blacks don't care uh, how they get their 15 minutes of fame. Uh, they don't care. And here, a washed-up has-been Oprah Winfrey uh, trying to uh, hit the limelight uh, to revive uh, her washed-up uh, uh, washed persona. Unbelievable. Use use the devastation in Maui to advance uh, her own agenda. That's all it is. Okay, here, uh, this next one. Uh, we hear of all these uh, uh, country stars being canceled. Uh, very few rock stars do you hear. Uh, being canceled. I don't know why that is, but here, uh, this comes from American songwriter. The headline is, after calling trans people a fad, rocker Alice Cooper dropped from cosmetics line. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard of Alex, Alice Cooper. Uh, back in his heyday, uh, he was uh, uh, very controversial 
Once uh, Alice Cooper uh, cleaned up his act, uh, he's been sober and clean now for years. And you actually see the mastermind of this man. Uh, things that he did to shock people, and which he did uh, shock parents, which it made people, made kids buy these albums because it shocked the uh, parents. And uh, still very much a big influence in the rock and roll world. Very big. Uh, my local uh, radio station to the area has uh, Alice Cooper at night. Um, I believe it's every evening at 7. Now he's broadcasting from somewhere. Uh, he says in the desert. But he actually gives out the call letters to the local station. So, I mean... Uh, he does have some kind of affiliation with that. Uh, but uh, uh, in my mind, uh, in my ideas, a, a complete uh, mastermind. And uh, um, I enjoy his music. Um, I liked his uh, music from the 80s uh, the best. But anyhow, uh, Alice Cooper is no stranger to shocking people. Uh, that's an understatement. But some of his recent comments about trans people have gone too far, says the LGBTQ cosmetics company Vampire, which has recently ended their partnership with Cooper in the wake of controversial statements. Uh, Vampire, this uh, cosmetics line called Vampire, uh, Alice's band now is called uh, the Hollywood Vampires. And uh, I'm trying to think uh, who did Paris of the Caribbean. Oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. He is also in the band, uh, though. And uh, he has a female uh, guitarist. Uh, but anyhow, uh, it, good stuff. So I take it this is how the uh, cosmetics company Vampire... Um, I don't know why Alice Cooper would have involved himself with a uh, queer, uh, a homo cosmetics company. Oh, the cosmetics company's name is Vampire, uh, which has recently ended their partnership with Cooper in the wake of controversial statements. Uh, the move comes after Alice uh, said that cases of transgender people are a fad and a curtain hidden for you. I've said that for, uh, uh, since the, uh, uh, the, the agenda exploded, uh, that this was a fad. This was a way to... Uh, shock parents, just just like Alice Cooper did uh, back in his heyday, shocking parents. Uh, you know, uh, any parent even today probably that listened to Alice Cooper in the 70s uh, and their child comes home with uh, something from Alice Cooper today, uh, they're probably uh, up in arms, you know, even before listening to the music. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Alice said it was a fad, and it certainly is. Uh, he said, I'm understanding that there are cases of transgender, but I'm afraid that it's also a fad. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people claiming to be this just because they want to be that, said Cooper in Stereo Gum last week. He added, I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who has no idea. He just wants to play, and you're confusing him, telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want to be. 
Cooper advised caution, saying people should be sexually aware before undertaking gender affirmation, affirmation surgery. If you have these genitals, you're a boy, the, school, the school's out singer said. If you have those genitals, you're a girl. There's a difference between I am a male who is a female or a female that's a male and wanting to be a female. You were born a male. Okay, so that's a fact. You have these things here. Uh, he concluded saying, now the difference is you want to be female. Okay, that's something you can do later on if you want to. But you're not a male born a female. Uh, so uh, there, uh, this cosmetics company cut. And uh, honestly, I don't know why, um, which, you know, uh, if this is true, if Alice Cooper had a part in a uh, LGB uh, cosmetics company, I most certainly am not uh, supporting Alice Cooper uh, or his music anymore. Uh, I just don't see that. Uh, and I don't know if this is just some bullshit uh, from the press or if it's true. But uh, anyhow, uh, Alice called the... Uh, a faggotry uh, happening today, the transgender faggotry, a fad, and it certainly is. That's all it is. It's a fad. Um, okay, let's see what else we have. Okay, we'll go to a freedom of speech. Check this out. Um, let me find it here. Here we go. This comes from the New York Post. And, you know, we hear ridiculous things uh, every day. And now this is uh, just one of them. The headline is, Man arrested for a COVID joke gives a much-needed lesson on free speech. Back in March 2020, a dozen or so sheriff's deputies wearing bulletproof vests descended upon Whale and Bailey's home and Rapids Parish, Louisiana, with their guns drawn, ordered him onto his knees and his hands on his head and arrested him for a felony punishable by up to 15 years in prison. The SWAT-style raid was provoked by a Facebook post in which Bailey had made a zombie-themed joke about COVID-19. Imagine that. You know, uh, uh, people, uh, go to VK. You can make all the jokes about COVID you want to. You can say whatever you want to about COVID. But does this surprise you with the Jew-run uh, social media? Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, he's probably the one that tipped uh, the cops off. And you know, But the cops should have known better than to even do something like this. Uh, the article continues here, although a federal appeals court, appeals court recently ruled Bailey could pursue civil rights claims based on that incident, a judge initially blocked his lawsuit, saying his joke created a clear and present danger, similar to the threat posed by fal uh, falsely shouting fire in a theater and causing panic. They will compare a COVID joke, which we all know is a joke. Compare that to hauling fire in a theater. What's this judge on? 
Uh, Bailey's joke alluded to the 2013 zombie movie World War Z starring Brad Pitt. Bailey jested that the Rapids Parish Sheriff's Office had told deputies to shoot the infected on site, adding, Lord may have mercy on us all. Uh, RPSO Detective Randall Isles, who was immediately assigned to investigate the post, claimed it violated a state law against terrorizing the public. Um, But as the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit noted last Friday, Bailey's conduct clearly did not fit the elements of that crime, which explains why prosecutors dropped the charge after local press reports tarred Bailey as a terrorist. The Fifth Circuit overturned a July July 2022 decision in which U.S. District Judge David C. Joseph dismissed Bailey's claims against Isles and Sheriff Mark Wood. Joseph, who thought Isles had probable cause to arrest Bailey, said, Publishing misinformation during the very early stages of COVID-19 pandemic and at a time of national crisis was remarkably similar uh, to falsely shouting fire in a crowded theater. That was a reference to Schneck versus United States, a 1919 case in which the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously upheld the Espionage Act convictions of two socialists who had distributed anti-draft leaflets during World War I. Writing for the court, Joseph Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. said, the most stringent protection of free speech would not permit a man in falsely uh, shouting fire in a theater and causing a panic. In the 1969 case, Brandenburg versus Ohio, the court modified the clear and present danger test it had applied to Schneck, a point Joseph somehow overlooked. Over Under Brandenburg, Brandenburg, even advocacy of criminal conduct is constitutionally protected unless it is directed at inciting imminent lawless action and likely to do so, an exception to the First Amendment that plainly did not cover Bailey's joke. An appeals court ruled that Bailey can pursue civil rights claims based on the arrest. Although Schneck is no longer is no longer good law, Holmes passing comment about shouting fire lives in on in judicial decisions and in popular discourse. After last year's racist mass shooting in Buffalo, for example, Governor Kathy Hutchell invoked the analogy of justification for censoring online hate speech, which he erroneously claimed is not protected by the First Amendment. Now, we all know better. Uh, even hate speech is protected by the First Amendment. Now, of course, you're not allowed to threaten someone's life or, you know, things like that. But racial slurs are free speech. Lies are free speech. Misinformation is free speech. We get it all the time from our government. Misinformation every day. Uh, Yet Holmes' description of that scenario, which had nothing to do with the facts of the case, did not establish any such principle. Alito presumably 
presumably had in mind a situation like the sort covered by Louisiana's terrorizing statute, which, among other things, makes it a crime to intentionally cause evacuation of a building by falsely reporting a circumstance dangerous to human life. Uh, uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul was incorrectly claimed that hate speech is not protected by the First Amendment. But as Hatchell and like-minded advocates of speech restriction sees it, the analogy extends much further. Anyone who says you can't shout fire in a crowded theater is showing that they don't know much about the principles of free speech, Greg Lavinoff, president of the Foundation of Individual Rights and Expression, observed in 2021. This old canard, a favorite reference of censorship, apologists need to be retired. Or apologies need to be, or no, apologists need to be retired. Absolutely right. Say what you mean and mean what you say. As long as you're not threatening anyone with bodily harm, it's free speech. You are allowed to have your opinion. Your opinion can come out in free speech. Whoever doesn't like it doesn't have to listen. Or, you know, uh, uh, if you say something and uh, somebody doesn't like it, they, you know, they can call you an asshole, but it's not against the law. And it's not against the law for them to call you an asshole. So, you know, uh, that's just how it is. If you don't like it, don't listen. Just like the show here. If you don't like it, don't listen. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It doesn't mean that you're right. This is my opinion. Like it or leave it. It doesn't matter. I don't try to push my opinion on people. But it's my opinion. And by God, I can express it. I have the First Amendment right to do so. Uh, just like these uh, many shows that I've done before. Canceled, blocked, suspended forever. Lifetime bans. Uh, WordPress is one of them. Lifetime ban for expressing my opinion. That's why I keep coming back. Uh, go ahead, cancel my show. I'll come back with another one from another platform. I don't care. There's plenty of platforms uh, that I can switch to. So, you know, uh, it used to bother me if someplace canceled a show or a blog of mine. And, you know, now I don't even care. I don't even care because guess what? You're not going to silence me. I'll be back. Uh, you know, I advertised on VK when I advertised the show here. Uh, news with an attitude. Never let them silence you. Never in capital letters. And I follow by, I follow that. I will not be canceled. Uh, I am doing nothing illegal. I am not threatening anyone. I do not condone vigilante violence. I say that all the time on the show. But I'm allowed to have my opinion on news articles. So, uh, here's the sense. Uh, well, nonsense that we are being told, uh, you know, told to believe, and then the truth comes out, and then usually, if someone promotes something and the truth comes out that they were full of shit. They'll like slide under a rock, you know. They don't want to face uh, the fact that they were wrong. Here, not this dumbass. This comes from the New York Post. The headline is 
Fauci admits to lack of COVID mask evidence, but wants us to wear them anyway. What the hell is that? What is that? That makes no sense at all. None. Uh, that's like saying, uh, uh, getting up in the morning. Now, I'm not talking about people that, um, so don't take me wrong. I'm not making light and I'm not making fun of people that need to uh, wear uh, adult diapers. Uh, because that happens. That may happen to any of us. Uh, anyone listening to the show, myself, that could happen someday. But what I'm saying, that would be like a healthy adult getting up in the morning uh, before they go to work and put on a diaper just in case they shit their pants that day. Now, how much does that, how much sense does that make? You know, if you've never shit your pants in your whole life, but you decide, okay, I'm going to wear a diaper just in case I, I shit my pants. This is what Fauci is saying. There's no evidence that masks work. It's proven that masks don't. But he wants us to wear one anyway. What's with this dude? What is with him? Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci flip-flopped once again on masking as a means to tamp down COVID-19 as he admitted that a wide-ranging study found that face masks made no difference in the course of the pandemic. I am concerned that people will not abide by my recommendations, Fauci told CNN Michael Smishkonish Saturday in a segment flagging rise in COVID uh, cases nationwide. Federal agencies and state and local governments decreed onerous mask mandates for airplanes, schools, public transport, uh, restaurants, workplaces, and even more starting in 2020, thanks largely to Fauci, the public face of the nation's official COVID response. I don't even have to get any further into that. Here, here you go. Fauci admits masks don't work, but he wants us to wear one. Why would you wear something that doesn't work? And like I said, that would compare to putting on a diaper in case you shit yourself. You know, a healthy uh, adult. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Okay, we talked about this... Uh, uh, a woman that slapped a police officer. Uh, here is another case. You know, uh, people may say, "Well, you you know, you dig for these these attacks by these uh, uh, third world degenerates are for you and far between." Well, I'm here to tell you they're not. Uh, you wouldn't believe the amount of news I go through in a week's time. You wouldn't believe it. So I'm here to tell you, these aren't isolated incidents. These are happening every day across the nation with these third world deplorable rejects. This comes from the Daily Caller. Headline, illegal immigrant arrested six times for multiple assaults after two months in the U.S. Two months in the U.S and arrested six times for assault. They should have only been arrested one time for an uh, assault, 
and deported permanently, forever, don't come back. Plain and simple. An illegal immigrant has been arrested six times in two months since his arrival in New York City on multiple theft and assault charges, according to the New York Post. These are the friendly people Joe tells us about. Uh, Daniel Hernandez Martinez arrived in the city June 27th and the next day tried to take merchandise from a Costco, the Post reported, here one day and stealing. One day here. In July, he later attempted to steal a toolkit from a Dwayne Reed store, then threatened a guard at a second store with a knife while also trying to take merchandise before attacking an independent journalist with a bike tire uh, at the end of that month. Hernandez later was arrested after he allegedly assaulted a woman on August 21st, reportedly dragging her by the hair and smashing her phone. He later was charged with threatening someone with a chain and allegedly assaulted a police officer while trying to escape custody from a hospital after being arrested for trying to steal bicycles. The housing of migrants has generated tension in a number of communities. Residents of Chicago protected and took legal action to prevent the city from housing migrants in a closed-down high school and two other locations on the south side of the city in May. In New York, students and parents protested the decision by city officials to use school gyms to house uh, migrants heading into New York City, which reportedly is considering the use of as many as 20 such facilities across the five boroughs of the city. The city is expecting as many as 10,000 migrants, according to ABC7. Over 1.6 million illegal migrants have been encountered at the U.S.-Mexican border during fiscal year 2023, according to data released by the United States Customs and Border Protection, following 2.2 million encounters in fiscal year 2022 and 1.6 million in fiscal year 2021. Add it up, folks. Add it up. Uh, while Fox News reported another 600,000 migrants evaded uh, Border Patrol in fiscal year 2022. There you have it. How much longer do you think whites are going to be the majority in our white Christian country? How long do you think Christianity is going to be the uh, main religion in America? You know, when you put the big picture together, when you put it all together, there's only one way to see this. Uh, that's it, It's called white genocide. I have one more article about uh, the migrant uh, situation. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, here we go. This comes from the New York Post also. 
The headline to this is, Migrant Smugglers Now Offering $10,000 Travel Packages Filled with Secrets to Illegal Border Crossers. This has become a, a business. Big business. Uh, migrant smugglers are now selling their secrets on how to enter the U.S. illegally as part of travel packages offered to asylum seekers on social media. For $10,000, officials warn. This is right on our social media. The newly revealed move is being touted by people smugglers known as coyotes as part of what they call an essential package that offers step-by-step instructions on how to avoid border patrol through social media apps such as WhatsApp, Telegram, TikTok, and Facebook according to Ma- uh, National Institute of Migration. You know, uh, I tell you that the, all these things that the Jews are behind, um, uh, miscegenation, faggotry, uh, things like this, and white genocide, and uh, here we have it. Here we have it. You know, you can't, uh, you can't say, uh, I love Jesus on Facebook, but you can advertise ways for these uh, third world degenerates to uh, illegally get into our country. Oh, Zuckerberg, but why isn't that banned? He's a Jew. What's that tell you? Who do you think's behind white genocide? Uh, They are sold complete packages for $10,000 to bring them from, say, Colombia all the way to Tijuana. Then there they met with a guide who shows them where to cross and how to download further instructions. They are using these digital platforms, showing them routes, which are then shared with fellow countrymen, he added. They also upload TikTok or Facebook posts detailing their crossings in real time, so others know where to go. Asylum seekers charge their phones at the Migration Center in El Paso, Texas, Oh, okay, uh, never mind. That wasn't part of the, uh, uh, that was below a picture that isn't here on, uh, uh, here on the uh, article I'm doing. Sometimes I, I, I see something and I start reading it, and it was something that was under a picture. When I move my articles to uh, Pocket, uh, the Pocket app to save them, it gets rid of most of the pictures. Uh, but not the words under it. So sometimes when I'm reading an article, I actually start reading what was under a picture uh, that I don't see uh, here uh, on the article I'm reading. So I apologize for that. Uh, Back to the article. Enrico Luciero of Tijuana's Migrant Affairs Office said the use of technology by migrants and smugglers has only grown in recent years, with coyotes promoting their services on YouTube last month boasting about how easy it is to cross the uh, border. Uh, Lurcio said the latest wave of social media advertisements are enticing enough to keep migrants continuing to sell everything they own in hopes of getting the key to enter the U.S. and share what they've learned. Uh, There are migrants from South or Central America who are paying anywhere from a total of $12,000 to $15,000 to get across the border for further digital instructions, Lucero said. 
Where are these scumbags getting twelve to fifteen thousand dollars? Where are they getting that from? And then they want to come up, they want to come to, across the border and claim that they don't have shit when they just spent twelve to fifteen thousand dollars to get here. Why don't you just save your money and keep your ass uh, where it belongs in your own country? If you don't like how your own country is being run, fix it. You know, a lot of Americans don't like how America is being run, but you don't see us fleeing and invading other countries, do you? Of course not. Uh, there are many organizations in America trying to fix the problems that we're facing. So why don't these dirtbags do it? Uh, smugglers convince them to sell all their properties and tell them someone will greet them when they get here, which oftentimes doesn't happen. They end up stranded in Tijuana. Both Mexican and American authorities have ramped up warnings for migrants not to hire smugglers during a rise of violent incidents across the border as coyotes are growing more and more desperate to conduct business under the ever-watchful eye of Border Patrol. Last month, a Border Patrol agent confronting a group of migrants crossing into California through the Otay Mountain Wilderness was shot at multiple times by a suspected smuggler, officials said. Real nice people. Uh, are shooting at Border Patrol before they even get to uh, uh, across here. Uh, officials say migrants and smugglers are using social media to spread word of, of weak points along the border that would assure easy access into the U.S. Um, Smuggler, smuggling organizations are becoming desperate and escalating their level of violence because of the work being performed by U.S. Border Patrol agents, said San, San Diego Sector Chief Patrol Agent Patricia McGurk Daniel in a recent statement. Our agents are preventing smugglers from conducting their illicit business, and this is their very dangerous response, McGurk Daniel added. This callous display clearly shows that smugglers do not care about the safety of migrants or law enforcement. The situation comes as U.S. Border Patrol officials arrested at least 91,000 migrants who crossed the border as part of family groups in August. This is just in August. According to preliminary data obtained by the Washington Post, beating the previous one-month record of 84,486. Migrant families arrested in May 2019 under the Trump administration. Trump certainly wasn't the savior to America. I'll admit that. I know that. But he did a whole hell of a lot more uh, to keep these third world deplorables out of the country. Okay, uh, I did an article, um, I don't think that was Tuesday, uh, it may have been, if it wasn't Tuesday, uh, it was uh, uh, last week, last Thursday maybe, uh, about the uh, six-year-old girl who was hit while inside her living room, uh, killed, uh, and it was a black 
and this I do see the picture of. This, this dude looks like a uh, retard from Mars is the best way I can explain it. His hair, uh, and it's not done up in an afro. It's just, uh, I don't know, looks like it hasn't been had anything uh, done to it since birth. But to grow out, uh, it, it, uh, it's just, it's unbelievable, the hairstyles that non-whites will carry. Uh, here, uh, this comes from uh, lawandcrime.com. And so what I was looking at was the mugshot, uh, because he has been arrested. And get this, the headline Smiling 15-year-old arrested in shooting deaths of two people, including six-year-old girl who was hit while inside living room. Smiling. He, yeah, his uh, uh, mugshot, smiling. You know, these black people that get put in prison, they don't care because in prison they have food, shelter, clothing. Uh, they get to uh, commit the gang crimes between each other. And things like that. Uh, you know, they're killing black on black even in prison more. Uh, whites uh, are protected somewhat if the uh, institution that you go to has Aryan Brotherhood in it. Uh, the blacks know to stay away from them because, uh, you know, they're no joke. They're no joke. Anyhow, back to the article here. Article here. Nico Brown, 15 was arrested on a homicide charge and the death of a six-year-old girl and 19-year-old man in Orlando, Florida. The girl was shot while she was in her living room, police said. Orlando police released a video of the smiling Brown as he walked out of the police station. A 15-year-old is facing murder charges in a drive-by shooting that hit and killed a six-year-old girl sitting in her living room and wounded her mother in Orlando, Florida, police say. The shooting also killed a 19-year-old man, Orlando police said. Nico Brown was arrested Saturday on charges of first-degree homicide. A video Orlando police posted, posted on its Facebook shows a handcuffed Brown smiling as he's led by detectives out of the police station and into a police cruiser. The shooting happened a little before 8.30 p.m. on August 29th on the city's west side. Multiple shots were fired from a moving vehicle. The shots entered the girl's home and hit her and her mother. The girl, uh, Ahalia Hashman, was taken to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Her mother suffered non-threatening injuries that were not that were not the intended victims, or they were not the intended victims. Thank God it wasn't white people. Uh, this is the first that I saw, actually, who was shot and killed. Uh, so, um, uh, I guess uh, this is a win-win situation. The only, the saddest part to this story is that now we'll have to pay for uh, this black uh, Nico Brown. Uh, we'll have to pay to uh, uh, keep his ass in prison, our tax dollars now. Uh, that's the saddest part of the story. Uh, the 19-year-old man, identified as Isaiah Wright, wound up at another hospital and was declared dead. Orange County Public School Superintendent Maria F. Vazquez, Vazquez 
said the six-year-old was a student at Eagle Nest Elementary School, which is about two miles from the scene of the shooting. Uh, and the rest of this goes on uh, uh, a, a pity party for the dead non-whites. Uh, like I said, uh, these are these articles, and uh, when I see them and I see that it is uh, a non-white uh, that was shot and killed by another non-white, uh, it doesn't faze me because uh, this is life, uh, life in the hood. And last but not least, uh, this is the last article I have for this evening. I actually went through uh, all ten of them uh, tonight. I usually don't get through all of them. Uh, let me find this one. Uh, give me one second here. I have all my news articles there in one list and sometimes uh, when I write down on paper the article that I'm going to do, it's in a list, and then I have a hard time. I have to scroll up and down. Uh, here we go. This comes from BlackEnterprise.com. Now, Black Enterprise is an all-black news source, uh, a bunch of uh, whiny, a little crying, uh, oppressed snots. The headline is, Harvard grad calls for 3,000 black women with high school diplomas to help her set a world record. Uh, let's get into this. I already have my thoughts on this already, uh, but I'm going to hold them in for a minute here until we see what this is about. Meet Jen Franks out of Gutu, a U.S. A U.S.-based CEO and graduate of Harvard University who believes in the power of black women's educational achievements to change the world. What an idiot. You know, why don't they get these black women then and send them to Africa and teach those bastards how to build a house instead of a mud hut? How to get fresh water instead of mud puddle water? Here we go. Uh, 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 the, the smart black women. You know, she probably affirmative action is probably what got her into college. Affirmative action is probably what got her her CEO job. Now she actually thinks she's educated enough to change the world. Uh, the strong black woman, uh, and I'm sure you've seen the pictures in. Uh, uh, National Geographic, uh, where they have, I don't know what it is, a hoop or something in their lip that it kind of looks like an ashtray sticking out from their face, rings around their necks to stretch their necks. Uh, educated black women, there you go. Uh, the journey to Harvard degree remains a formidable one for black women, with challenges ranging from systemic barriers to a lack of representation in various academic fields. But Abu Gagutu defied the odds and broke barriers and now is showing the world how far black women can go. She didn't break any barriers. She didn't break any barriers. What it is is our government pities black people because they're so stupid 
They, you know, they get passing grades for being retarded. They get into uh, get jobs uh, uh, because they're retarded. And I want to claim they broke barriers. Listen, our grade point average has had to be dropped in America to get these dumbasses uh, uh, into schools and colleges and, and the workforce. They sure as hell didn't break any barriers. Uh, Jen Franks, Abu Ghadi too. How are you spell uh, pronounce that? I ain't even trying to. Is calling on three thousand black women with a high school diploma or above to help her set a world first mass representation record online on September eighth of twenty twenty three. The title is the official Extreme Excellence World Record for. The most photos of black women and a graduation certificate uploaded in 24 hours. Now, I'm not even getting any further into that. Do you realize how low of a number that is that she's seeking? It would have to be a low number. 3,000 women in America with... Uh, a graduation certificate, just 3000 You know, if a white woman posted that, she would have 3,000 women with pictures probably in about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So, you know, that is a pretty sad feat. When blacks are okay with only 3,000 black women with graduate certificates, they think that is okay, and that is a world record? That is pretty sickly. That's pretty sickly statistics. You know, those that would be a world record for dumbasses. 3,000. And like I said, if a white woman put that on there and was talking about white power and she wanted to see pictures of uh, 3,000 white women with their certificates, their diplomas, their graduation certificates, they would have that in 5 to 10 minutes. And here, it'll take forever, ever, to find 3,000 black women that graduated anything. Unbelievable. This is just how low blacks set their standards. This is how low. And nobody oppresses them. They have the same opportunities uh, we do as whites. If they could be educated to the uh, capacity of being a brain surgeon, they could be brain surgeons. But they are not. With an average IQ of 70, within the black race, they should be happy if they get a job pushing a broom at McDonald's. Because that's about as far as they're going. The only reason they go any further is affirmative action, plain and simple, plain and simple. What dumbasses. I, I, I don't even know what to say other than uh, I will be back here uh, next Tuesday, September 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show. Uh, check out the uh, uh, show page, the show show page on True Social. That's Donald Trump's version of uh, Twitter. Download True Social from the Google Play Store. Look for the Rust Belt Klansman Show and tap follow. You know, I, I say this all the time. And yet when uh, 
there is a show change where it's not going to be somewhere, it's, it's going to be someplace else, or it's canceled, or whatever it is. People will always email me. What happened to the show? Where is it? Download True Social and follow the show. It will give you all the information to the shows, upcoming shows, when they'll be, where they'll be, and things like that. Also, like I said, I say all the time, there are press releases from the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, sermons uh, from uh, Pastor Thomas Roberts, the Christian Revival Center. So there, if you, you don't even have to go to YouTube to hear them. You can get them right from the Rust Belt Klansman show page on True Social. Also, I have an announcement. I said I had some, a uh, while back, I said I had some uh, things uh, some changes and stuff coming up. Uh, the intro to the show here uh, was changed. And also, uh, I have been promoting Rust Belt Live, the live show. I've been promoting that for uh, pr over a month or more. Forget that. I trashed it. Uh, Rust Belt Live, Murph, uh, I do know uh, uh, you were a follower on there. So uh, anyone, contact the show. I'll send you the link to where this show is. It's called The Underground Live. That is the new live show. The live show is going to premiere. The first show is September 23rd, Saturday, September 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the premiere of The Underground Live Show brought to you uh, from the Rust Belt Klansman. So, uh, if you're interested, contact the show. I'll give you the link to get to the show. You can go there and tap follow. Um, because if you tap follow, when the show starts, you'll get a notification that the show has started, so you know to go to it. Uh, that's why it's important to follow. Also, once the show hits live and the show has started, you can get on your uh, uh, Podbean app and go to the live section, and you can scroll down for uh, the underground. When you find it, you tap on it, you're listening to the show. Then you decide if you want to call in, you tap a button. I see you're trying to call in. I bring you aboard. You're on the show live. Uh, you can text in messages. Everyone listening to the show can read those messages. You can converse with other people around the world uh, with different things or arguments that maybe you you can, uh, uh, like Sam doing an article and someone comes up and uh, uh, disapproves of the article, says it's bullshit, that I'm lying. You can jump in there and correct them if you, if you please. You don't have to, uh, but I'm just saying these are things that you can do. Uh, and you don't have to worry. If you just want to listen to the show, when you tap on the show, you are not live. Uh, nobody can hear you. You have to tap the button to call in, and then I bring you on the show. Then you're live. So you don't have to worry about, uh, and this has happened to me, uh, like I'll uh, tune into somebody's show, and I have no idea that I'm on the air, and I don't like those shows either. If I want to be on the air, I'll, I'll decide if I want to be. I don't want forced on the air. And uh, here you are not. 
You are not. It's your choice. Uh, you can just listen. If you want the link to the Underground, the new live show, premiering Saturday, September 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern on Podbean, email the show. If you have any news articles, thoughts, suggestions, ideas, you like the show, you hate the show, whatever you have, whatever you want to get off of your mind, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Clansman Show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Uh, very simple, all lowercase, heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412 254 6226. You can leave a voicemail or a text at that number. Uh, also, when the uh, uh, underground, the underground live show begins on the 23rd, that following week, uh, there will only be one show. Uh, actually, even that week. Uh, the Rust Belt Clansman show that will uh, air on the 19th, on Tuesday the 19th. There will be no show on Thursday the 21st because the live show is Saturday. Uh, the following weeks, there will be one, the Rust Belt Clansman show that will air on Tuesday. The rest of the shows are the live show on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I am using the free version of Podbean, so these shows cannot be saved. There will be no archives, uh, so you will not be able, if you miss the show, you will not be able to get once anywhere and listen to it after it's already aired. You have to listen to it while it's airing. Uh, so uh, that's why it's import- important to go there, follow the show, then you know when the show starts. Uh, there's no set time for the show. It's going to depend on uh, how many listeners I get, and I decided I, I don't care uh, how many listeners here that uh, uh, sign up to listen uh, to the live show or follow the show? I don't care. My intent is going to be to pick up some new like-minded people because uh, when the show is airing, a lot of times people will just tap in to hear what it's about and then uh, uh, they'll leave. Or uh, I've had people tap into the show to see what it's all about, uh, call me a racist bastard, and then leave. Uh, but, you know, probably out of every thousand people, I'm going to find one like-minded person, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's why I decided to go ahead and go with the live show, no matter how many followers I have. Uh, I will use the, that platform to reach out and uh, uh, try to reach some uh, other people. Now, of course, yes, I hope my loyal listeners uh, are there to listen to the show. That would be some great support uh, to at least see uh, uh, some of the loyal listeners to the show here listening to the live show and maybe even interacting, but that that's totally up to you. Uh, so there's the news that I had. Now, next week, uh, both shows will air. There will be a show the 12th and the 14th. That will be the last. The 14th is the last the Rust Belt Clansman show on Thursdays because the live shows will be Saturday. So the following week, there will be a Rust Belt Klansman show the 19th and a live show the 23rd, and then it's going to go every week, Tuesday and Saturday. Uh, So that's how we uh, will be doing it. Uh, We're going to close out the show 
uh, as we always do, uh, in prayer. Uh, so uh, here we go, Murph. You know, people that don't listen to the show, and uh, when I get to the prayer and uh, I say, here we go, Murph, uh, Murph is a loyal listener to the show, very loyal listener to the show. And uh, uh, he emailed one time and he asked me to keep the prayer in the show. Uh, which he didn't have to ask to do because uh, th this will always be part of the show. Uh, but uh, uh, Murph really enjoys the uh, prayers at the end of the show. So that's why I always say, here we go, Murph, because uh, 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 Murph really enjoys these. My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Lord, help me to remain true in my testimony before you. I desire to speak truthfully regarding your news and to be faithful to the promises you have made. I want to be slow to speak when I am uncertain, rather than quickly blurting out what I think is true. Give me the wisdom to accurately speak of your goodness. Lord, many who believed they were speaking truth to others were instead pushing false agenda, without ever knowing it but they were too proud to hear the truth. May my heart remain humble before you, so I may not seek my own glory and honor among men. I only want to hear the words from you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you for your spirit who helps direct me along righteous paths of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So there is... Uh, another Thursday show uh, down. Uh, I want to thank all my listeners that listen to the show. If you enjoyed this show, uh, please listen to uh, Tuesday's show. The next show uh, is Tuesday, September 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on Spotify. Uh, so if you enjoyed this show, tune in then. Uh, if you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed the show. I even hope my... Uh, 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 loyal listeners uh, enjoyed the show uh, and with that I am going to close out this Thursday evening uh, God bless you guys as always from the Rust Belt Klansman show myself Paul Brown White Power <laughs>